So you guys know that I have never thought that I would ever get into politics. I was at a very low point where I just lost all of my friends. However, my friend Derek did tell me that there was a Turning Point USA club on campus. I asked him what that was, and he said it's a conservative club, and I decided to come check it out. So I went downstairs, I walked to wherever they were tabling, and I saw that they were at a very weird part of campus where there was almost no foot traffic that ever went through there. So after seeing their table, I met Amber, who was the field representative at the time, and I decided to get involved by becoming an officer of the club. I wanted to start standing up for my values. Because of being a former leftist, I wanted to warn people about how leftism is very toxic and can make people very miserable. I was a secretary for my junior and senior-ish year at San Jose State University. I have now graduated, so now I want to bring in two officers that will be continuing the chapter without me. Duras, Nina, welcome to the podcast. How are you guys doing? Good. So I'm Nina. I'm going to be vice president of the chapter next year. And I'm Daros, and I'm going to be the president of the chapter next year. Okay. So first question I want to ask you guys is what are your plans for next semester? Okay. So for next semester, um, we created a Google Doc where it actually has like lesson plans of like current affairs, and we're actually going to create a separate account just for current affairs and like present that to the group next year. Yeah, we're also planning to bring more speakers in, and definitely we're going to have more lesson plans. I think we didn't have exactly a whole plan of what we were discussing meetings, and it went very off-topic, to say the least. Yep. So <laughs> I was there trying to discuss the meetings, and we went from sort of talking about politics, and then we started talking about spiders, and then we started talking about <laughs> uh, what else did we talk about during our meetings. Just a bunch of random stuff, like... Um... Yeah, just random stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like our meetings could have gotten a little more productive, but then again... <laughs> because the former president and vice president, they're out of the loop. Like, they weren't even president. Yeah. <laughs> no offense, Derek, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, we try. I mean, here's the thing. We tried to hold meetings to where most of the officers could come, but then stuff happens. Mm. So... And then also, do you think that uh, conservatives are a diverse community of individuals? We don't, it doesn't necessarily mean culturally. Color. Like, like it could yeah. be, I mean, it could be culturally. It also could be, um, like, diverse in thought. What do you think? Oh, yes, of yeah. course, it's very diverse in thought. Like, of course, we, um, we practice the First Amendment. So there's no filter, um, and there's a, it's small, our group is very small, but yeah. for the most part, we talk about whatever we want. There's yeah. no filter, so. Yeah, there's definitely diversity within conservatives who are part of the club. I've also met conservatives, like, online through Cora, where I was answering questions. <laughs> no, and there are conservatives, like, there are conservatives who are pro-choice, for example, but they're still, like, for the most part, they're still conservative, and there's conservatives who have other views. Some are, you know, pro-death penalty, some are anti-death penalty, so they tend to have a wide range of views, but there are, for example, for most matters, uh, we tend to agree. Okay. Yeah, I actually read somewhere where Tommy Lahren actually has a different perspective on what she means by pro-choice, which is actually kind of interesting. So from what I heard, her um, her definition of pro-choice is 
not letting the government get involved on who should be uh, doing what to their body. But some people take it as pro-choice means she's pro-abortion. So what do you um, think? What do you define pro-choice as? Pro-choice? Yeah. Mm, well, pro-choice, I would just say it's, it's people, whatever they want to do with their body, right? Like if they want to have the ability, if they want to have an abortion or if they don't. So, but I think, um, no, yeah, that's all I have to say for that. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Since you're a guy, yes, men are allowed to have opinions on <laughs> on things. They just can't do it to themselves or make other people do it to themselves. Well, I think it's the same definition, really, of like pro-choice. The definition of pro-choice would be like you can do what you want to your body, but I think it's a certain point, point where like when it comes to abortion, I'm pro-life, but there are certain issues where I'd say you can do you get to choose what you do to your body and no one can like force you to do something. I think abortion is no one's forcing you to get an abortion, for example. So that doesn't count go in that category. But the government telling you that you have to get a vaccine or you won't be allowed mm. to go in certain places, that's telling you you must do this. And so I'm also against that. That's a good that's a good definition of what pro choice is. Yeah. Um, okay, so since there are going to be a lot of new students coming in to San Jose State, how are both of you going to deal with leftists if they decide to want to start violence out of boredom or just start making a commotion on purpose just to get attention? Oh, yeah, violence, we would definitely have to go to, like, authorities for that. But in general, I would think that we would just have to keep encourage each other because I know it can be very discouraging when, you know, because on campus we're going to be the silent majority, right? So we would just all have to encourage each other to, you know, stick with each other and <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, I think part of it is also knowing that, you know, you're already taking a huge leap by being part of a conservative club in such a liberal area. So you're already mm. kind of taking a leap there. And so you kind of assume that these, I kind of assumed that these things were going to happen when I joined Turning Point early on. And I think one of the first times I started tabling, there was some guy who came up and started debating for about half an hour about half an it. hour? Yeah, there was one guy who was like debating universal health care and everything for half an hour with me and Derek. Oh, wait, which guy was this? I don't remember I, this guy. This was... Was I there? I, you were there, yeah. I don't remember. I've debated so many... Well, okay. <laughs> I don't debate. I mediate. But like, I've seen a lot of interesting um, individuals that come up and try to debate. Mm. I don't know. Actually, fun fact... What is probably one of the most stupidest things a leftist has ever said to you to try to prove that they are right? Mm, I personally haven't gotten to that on campus. Um, I mean, did you? Did someone try and fight you, debate you on campus? Uh, I've had some people who use arguments where they don't know what they're talking about exactly. Uh, one person was saying that charter schools were racist because most only white students attended those. And I asked him why most of them were in minority communities and he didn't have a response to that. Hmm. So sometimes it's really just knowing more than the person who's arguing with you. Yeah. I think one of the most stupidest things that I've probably heard was this one guy was trying to argue about um, policing and how it's gotten out of hand. And he says, if we get rid of all the police, there would be no crime. Nobody oh, would want to wow. commit crime at all. Everybody will be so safe. And then I'm just here like, so this dude wants anarchy. Mm. And 
why is it that you guys just don't want police? Because you guys are the ones that are going out looting stores, setting buildings on fire, just because you want your community represented. Yeah. Yeah. And let's see, what's another stupid thing? Oh, what do you think about this this phrase? Um, what is it? To solve the economic crisis, just print more money. <laughs> Inflation. <laughs> Go to Venezuela and Zimbabwe, ask them how that went. Venezuela. Wait, that actually happened? Uh, that's how Venezuela and Zimbabwe had like so much inflation, right? They kept printing on money because they thought it would solve the problem. Oh. And now it costs like, because there's so much money, it's pretty much worthless. And now it costs mm. like a trillion dollars by loaf of bread or something. Wow. That's so weird. Oh, mm-hmm. oh boy. Okay. Um, and uh, what made you guys want to join Turning Point USA? For me, I've always been into politics, and I've always noticed that, you know, if I tried to speak in high school about something, there would be a lot of people who are angry at me, a lot of people who are pissed off. Mm-hmm. And so part of it was, and part of it is also meeting new friends. I think, especially now, when you meet, make new friends, a lot of them are concerned with politics, and some people split up over politics and all that. And if you join any political group, really, um, it's very easy to make friends there because that's kind of today's biggest barrier in making friends is you know, the, your political views and people will split with you over that. And so if you jo- make friends within that like political group that you're in, you kind of already have that values and everything out of the way because you know you agree on that. Hmm. What about you? I wasn't too into politics until like 2020. And I'm, I remember just making fun of Trump. Like 2020 is when the big thing between you know, Biden, Trump. And so I remember like, oh my God, big carrot man. But then, um, Same. Yeah, I was just making fun of him, right? But yeah. then um, after, you know, my parents encouraged me, like, no, like, you need to, like, watch the news. And so I would only watch, like, CNN. I'd only, like, read stuff like yeah. the Washington Post. Yeah. And so then after reaching out and, like, watching other stuff like BBC or actually pursuing the full video, it's like, wow, why are they cutting out certain parts of this? Right. So, and then I found about TPUSA. I just, on social media, they were pretty big. And they were very controversial. So I was like, oh, like, I'd love to follow about this. And then I see a tabling event, a tabling thing for TPUSA, and I had to do a double tick. Like, what is this doing in such a progressive school? Right. So that's what made me want to join TPUSA. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. You met David? I met David, yeah. Yeah. Oh, by Our the boy. way, happy birthday, David. Um, <laughs> We're making this on your yeah. birthday. Yeah, we are. Yeah, was... So feel special. We gave you a shout out. Yeah, that was similar to my experience. I came across the table in the fall. And so David and Ingrid were at the table, and that's when I kind of realized, I, I knew about TPSA, I knew about YAF, I knew about all these conservative groups. Um, and so I was, I immediately knew who these, who they were, and I joined pretty much. And was I there? Tabling. Probably not. I don't think you were there. Yeah, I wasn't there when both of you came <laughs> to the table, unfortunately. I don't know where the hell I was. Anyway, um... Uh, So someone asked on Instagram, uh, did you join a chapter to start one? Well, for me, uh, there was already a chapter. It was just going downhill because in 2020, I don't think they really did anything. So in years like 2020, 2021, it was kind of on the ground. And then 2021, 2022... To, and 2023, we're trying to get the chapter back up and running. It was kind of hard since people didn't really know who we were because the club wasn't doing as much things like during like COVID and like because everyone was like hiding in the room. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I think it's slowly getting back out there. I think 
the school is starting to notice us. Well, I mean, definitely the mock trial team definitely started noticing us. Uh, oh, by the way, they're a joke of a club. They think that abortion is part of the law, even though they're pre-law majors, which is a very interesting take. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I, I would say that, like, the chapter was already in existence. It was just dying slowly, like the Titanic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, and we got another question on Instagram. Do you think TPUSA is Trump-friendly as an organization? I'd say it's kind of friendly towards Trump in the sense that Trump does appear at TPUSA events. I don't know if he appears at any other events for people. Um, like, I don't know. Are there other conservative groups where he goes to like, their speeches? I don't know, but he was featured at CLS, TPUSA, so... Yeah, and I know that like Trump has been involved with Turning Point USA for a while, I think since 2016, 2017, yes, maybe. Yes, 2016, yeah. So he's gone pretty far back with them. As for, like... The students who are part of our chapter, I don't know what their views are on Trump. Very, very diverse, because, like, Jenny here, too, she's not necessarily a Trump fan, but, like, yeah. she can respect yeah. the man, right? I mean, I respect Trump's presidency. I think he did good things, but I think, like, socially, I think, is where he, like, <laughs> he decided <lacks>. to <laughs> suck and uh, decided to cause a war. That's why, that, so that's why I don't really want Trump back in office, like I mentioned in my fifth episode. It's because mm-hmm. of the fact that... Trump being in office made the leftists even more off the deep end than they already are. And I feel like if he came back to office, they would just go even crazier. And I don't know what... They're pretty... They're capable of a, of a lot of destruction. So I hate to see what they start doing next, mm-hmm. in a way. My issue is also, if Trump does become the Republic nominee, I don't think he will win. It's very difficult for someone after they've lost an election to run again and then win um and so i think that if trump does run again for president then he's the uh, primary candidate for republicans that he will not win the election just because that statistically has not happened historically yeah um, i don't know i think i read a theory somewhere where it's like the leftists actually want trump as the republican nominee because they think they can win again and they're yeah. afraid of desantis because desantis is loved by people but there are, like, Republicans who don't think he should be president yet. And um, I don't know. What do you think? Mm, yeah, so regarding Trump being in office, like you said, I think it'd be too polarizing. And then Doris mentioned how statistically it hasn't happened. Um, I mean, I've seen Vi- I was able to actually listen to at the CLS convention. Like, I was able to listen to Vivek. He is, he's 39 years old. He's... He's great. Um, DeSantis, I don't, what were the reasons people didn't want DeSantis in office? They think he's too young. They think he needs to stay in How Florida. How old is he? I don't know. I, like, Vivek's 39. Vivek is 39. I think mm. DeSantis is like 40-something, right? He's 40-something. Mm. But, like, they say, like, he wants to make, they want to make, they want to make sure Florida stays red or something like that. And they don't think he can be, they don't think, like, I guess DeSantis could be as big of a leader as Trump. But then I don't really like the people that are like putting Trump on this pedestal like he's God, <laughs> which I think is very disturbing. I don't think I want a Cheeto man being <laughs> being uh, like a fig of a spiritual being to worship. Mm-hmm. I'm saying it like Trump's dead, but he's not. But like, I, I don't know. I just think Trump is really controversial i think he's just gonna piss a lot of people off even more like yes his policies were good but like i think 
somebody else needs to step up to the plate and um, maybe have a candidate that won't say stupid things. And also Trump is digging his own grave because he's just attacking DeSantis. He's basically trying to turn the Republican Party against each other to where there's going to be no Republican Party left. Because the leftists are all united thinking there's like 100,000 genders. And then there's the Republicans that are like fighting who's better. Mm -hmm. Where, in my opinion, it's just like, here's the thing. When it comes down to it, whether it's DeSantis or Trump being the Republican nominee, you're going to vote for them either way because nobody wants like Biden to be president again. That's why I think it's stupid to argue which candidate is better because you're going to vote for them either way because the leftists are going to do the same thing. They're going to vote for Biden just because they don't want a Republican in office right. and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And also when it comes to TPUSA being a Trump-friendly organization, TPUSA is supposed to be nonpartisan. They don't represent candidates. They're not supposed to fund um, campaigns. So I would think that, like, yeah, it is sort of Trump-friendly, but they're not, like, campaigning for Trump to win in a way. Uh, One person asked if we're going to discuss guns. That is not about TPUSA, but uh, <laughs> I think eventually of... I want to. I think eventually I'm going to make an episode about guns and my opinions of it. I think a lot of conservatives will be mad at my stance about guns. Oh, I look forward to that episode. Okay, okay, Jenny. <laughs> yeah, I will say I am pro gun, but I but there has to be some sort of control over it. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that. <laughs> and then last question how does it feel knowing really cool people <laughs> thanks to us for the question oh doris you asked that question <laughs> yeah he asked the question yeah doris how, 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 do does, feel? It feel? how does it feel oh uh, well um feels pretty good you know work, knowing that i'm working with cool people and not people who are dumb uh, to have come to debate <laughs> us at our table so at least i'm not working with those sort of people okay and the question was actually uh for you, I guess. So oh, for you... me. Uh, I mean, it, technically, the questions are supposed to be for all of us to answer. But, like, um, how does it feel knowing really cool people? Well, I know people aren't dumb. I know that I am I choose to talk to certain people more than others because I choose not to really associate myself with, like, far right-wing people. Because mm. there are some far right-wing people that you just don't want to be around, unfortunately. Fair. Yeah, I heard about, like, some some right-wing people actually don't want women to vote, which is actually kind of disturbing to hear. Wow. So I would rather not be friends with them because I'm just like, wow. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What about you? How does it feel, feel knowing like cool, really cool people? people? I mean, uh, Doris <laughs> is pointing at himself. I mean, it's not. It's less emotionally draining the fact that I don't have to always put on a front or have to agree with um like because my at school I'm in a very liberal major. I'm a public health major, so they're always talking about um like what's it called the four levels of like equity and they're just talking about they're always saying how us marginalized people need to stick together against the white man. Like they were actually a nickname in one of the class was for Asians the white the white man's pet. Oh my god! <laughs> I was like, wow, 
they took it there. Wow. So, and then, you know, people are vic- constantly victimizing yourself, themselves, so. Yeah, <laughs> the constant victimization is what I'm getting kind of tired of hearing. Yeah, so all my new marginalized friends that tend to be more liberal, it's very draining. Because, yeah. Yeah. I, try, I, mean, I, I mean, I definitely had to deal with that in my uh, HR law class. I had a professor. Well, he's the only professor that teaches it. And he made us watch videos of, like, how we need to, like, be aware of other cultures or something like that. Or how do other cultures feel? when it comes to white people or some shit. And then there was like, we had to watch a bunch of videos about like black people and Asians and like Native Americans, Mexicans. And then of course the cops were last. Yeah. Like they want to talk about what it's like living in America. And then the black people are all saying something like, oh, I'm tired of people. Like whenever they see me like on the street, they start holding their bags really close to them as if I'm going to take it. Mm -hmm. And then... And then I'm just here like, well, here's the thing. I know it's not your fault for doing it, but like your community is disproportionately major, majorly contributing to that stereotype. Mm-hmm. And then also, and then uh, the Asian people didn't really have too much to say. Or, well, I don't know. I don't really remember when the videos were made, but like, I don't know. It was very draining to watch. And then, oh, there was this one class discussion where we had where it's like, can you reject white people from getting a job? And one guy said yes. Wow. And then he's just like, I think it's fair that like white people get rejected because of the fact that like they already they're already well off. They can do whatever they want. So uh, there's no point for them like needing to have a job or something when they, their privilege can just get them by. And I'm like, what this did I just? Yeah, and this was a white dude talking. There wow. Was, I believe there was also a video that went viral. Some either it was early this year or early last year. There was a white lady talking at a school board meeting, and she did not vote for a white guy because she said having a white cis male sets a bad example for diversity in our school board or something. Wow. And she was forced to resign. Like, <laughs> well, that was a dumb statement that mm. she said. I mean, like, I don't really, I don't know why white people like to hate on each other. I feel like the white liberals, are, if you want to talk about white people being racist, look at the white liberals. Because they think that talking for minorities, trying to save The them, white savior, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's kind of dumb. Because, like, I saw this one video where one guy was uh, having a, like, civil discussion with, like, a Muslim lady. And, like, yeah, they didn't see eye to eye on politics. But then this white girl decided to jump in and say, like, stop, like, harassing her or something like that. When, when the Muslim girl was not even being harassed in the first place. I don't know. And then there was, I mean, I've also gotten into a couple debates at like San Jose State and even San Francisco State when John Root was speaking. I definitely got it there where they were like, how come you as a person of color support this white person? And then I'm just here like, oh, well, I'm glad that you see color first. Mm. Thank you for pointing that out, that you don't see me as a human being. Mm. But like... I don't know, these people... Okay, going to SF State was actually a crazier adventure. San Jose State people are actually more calm. Yeah. Despite having that one guy yell at my face, I think San Francisco State was definitely the place full of crazy people. I still have videos of it. You didn't show me yet. I'll show you. Well, in terms of like race also, I think Asians have actually had a shift towards being more conservative. I think especially since affirmative action started... 
I think the, tr the definition early on was that it was only going to work against white people getting into colleges. And when Asian Americans started realizing that's going to affect them as well, and that they're also being targeted and they're not going to get into college easier despite having higher grades and everything, that's when Asians started going against the entire liberal agenda mm -hmm. when they realized that they're also being targeted. I mean, because what's the term called? White adjacent? Asians are now white adjacent? Something yeah. like that. Mm -hmm. we're, we're not white people! Yay! <laughs> okay, I shouldn't be too proud of that because white people are just getting targeted for, like, everything now. So yeah. we don't want to be white anymore. But, like, I don't know. It's, I don't know. This world is a very fucked up place. And uh, I'm glad that you two are stepping up to the plate and taking Thanks, over. Jenny, yeah. Yeah. So I guess we're going to conclude the podcast here. We're streaming on rss.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and YouTube and Apple Music. Or no, not Apple Music. Amazon Music. And um, you guys have anything else to say? You want to advertise your social media? No, we're just excited for the new school year. So yeah. yeah. Yay. <laughs> Applause. Yay. <laughs> Thanks, Judy, for having us. Of course. And we'll see you all next time for when I spill more of the unfiltered tea.